Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 Podcast. Memphis, 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 What's up, Grizz Nation? I am Daniel, your host of the Grizz Animal Podcast. We are sponsored by Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. We are going live. Unfortunately, the Cowboys game, the Eagles game, whatever game, the Sunday night football game is not going how I envisioned. Um, it's not going how I bet, how I put my money out there. But mm. we're all right. We're, we're going okay. But we have... Uh, going to go ahead and record our podcast now um hopefully if you see me looking over my shoulder uh that's probably because the game's getting started here shortly and i'm hoping uh that maybe cooper rush can somehow just get lucky and throw to the other not to the other team but to his team that'd be great uh but we have a lot to uh, hit on this week we obviously have our other co-host in here and that is ryan what's up man Hey, man, doing all right i figured that you were looking over your shoulder to see cooper rush throw another interception that's uh, maybe but why you'd be turning. I'd like to not talk about the Cowboys game anymore, <laughs> if that'd be okay with you. Um, yeah, so this is obviously opening week. Uh, we are just a few days away. Coming up on Wednesday, the, uh, the Grizzlies literally are going to be, have one of the most, I guess, regular seasons, season in general that all Grizzlies fans are really looking at with, different looks than we've ever had before is that something that you think that this could be the first season that the the grizzlies really are i guess the fans in general are looking at this season differently than any other yeah it feels like a season with actual expectations right because everyone thought they were really fun kind of plucky upstart team like oh look at us um and then inevitably you know when we had our skid everybody was like oh the sky is falling we're terrible again and you know rebounded and finished second in the west and made yeah. a second round of the playoffs and some things go differently maybe that series is a little different against the warriors um so it's always different for a younger team i think when there's expectations and so like you're seeing it in season ticket prices and right it's God. more expensive to get in the gym <laughs> uh the expectation to not only repeat the performance but somehow get better is yeah. something that I think everyone's really excited about. Yeah, the Grizzlies, like you were saying, it's totally different this year than it ever has been. Um, I remember last season, like the expectations, they were they weren't high, but they were out there enough. We're like, hey, we want to be good. We're not going to be very good, but we want to be good. We want to see a lot of development out of these young players. And now, like, it's totally different. Like, we legit have a chance to be a top four team going into the season. And that's never been like that. We have a legit top four chance 
a, a chance to be a top four team going to the season without one of our best players to start off the year. And we don't know how long he's out. Like those are legit expectations. I, I don't think I've ever been a part of that. I know actually, I know I've never been a part of that. And unfortunately being a Cowboys fan, I think we always have that potential and we always fall flat. So can we do the opposite please? I thought I said no more Cowboys references. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I brought it up initially to be a dig at you. And then you brought <laughs> it up yourself to just bury yourself. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much more you want to say about that, but I think most of the team stuff obviously starts with jaw to see, yeah. is there an even higher level that he can go to? Um, and then the team kind of follows right behind it, right? Like if jaw ascends to this another level, and the rest of the team, you know, even with new younger pieces and um, even with Triple J having the timetable that's really kind of in the dark, so to speak. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's a really exciting time for sure. Everybody wants to see what Jaw does first yeah, and what the team does behind him. Yeah, um, I, I think this is a crazy. I think it'll be a good fun year. But uh, let's go ahead and get into uh, some news that just broke, and that was the Brandon Clark extension, uh, four years, fifty-two million. Um, what does that look like for the Grizzlies going forward? Is, is that like a team favorable favorable deal in your opinion? Oh my God, it's incredible. Uh, it's basically the opposite of Jordan Poole. Um, <laughs> It is a very favorable deal for a guy who also comes off the bench and is really good off the bench in a different position. Um, so the player importance of both players are there. Obviously, Jordan Poole, compare apples to oranges. He has the creativity around the perimeter and stuff like that. But Brandon Clark has an incredible touch around the basket. He hits the boards really hard. He has an incredible touch. Um, and he's a really good analytical analytics player. So to be $90 million cheaper yeah. than Jordan Poole, when we know that there's going to be a cap spike, cap spike soon, like this potentially could be in a few years, be looked at as like an eight or $9 million a year salary. Um, and it's just a really, really good deal. Yeah. Oh, uh, something just oh. happened. I oh. pushed too many buttons. I don't know. Saw what's another going Cooper on. Rush interception. <laughs> Didn't show your face. <laughs> I don't know what just happened, uh, but something just happened. I am still here. I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why. We're gonna go. We're gonna try to figure it out real quick. I don't know what happened, <laughs> uh, but we are here. It is. I don't know nope. what in the world happened. Well, we're getting closer, ladies and gentlemen. This is live. People are asking, is this like, no, it's live, 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 live. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. All right. Well, I'm back. I'm back. I don't know what happened. Uh, Something on my keyboard pushed a button and decided that it did not want video anymore. So um, <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that if you look at the, the Grizzlies and they have the, they have potentially they're two backup bigs under contract for the next few seasons at very team friendly deals deals. in the fact that if they're not a rookie on a rookie scale contract, you're having to pay this, if not probably a little bit more in a, in a couple years. And so if the Grizzlies maneuver their way into being 
a team that can go smaller or a chance where somebody like I don't I guess it I guess it has to be Jaron who can play the five. If they decide that they're gonna go that direction and Steven Adams is a backup big coming off the bench, if if Brandon Clark is a backup in in any sense, these are good contracts for team team guys that you really feel comfortable with. And so I think that no matter which way you look at it, whether they're starters or whether they're bench guys, you have to feel good about this. And so I think it's I think it's a good deal. And I said this out with uh for Grizzly, I think it's a good deal for Brandon. Okay, he's getting paid. He's making some money. I think it's a great deal for the Grizzlies. Yeah, I, I'm curious what. Obviously, Clark, maybe would not have gotten a lot more on the open market. Yeah, um, I would have thought some teams might be in, interested in him, but he is an undersized backup four. You know, so maybe you know his agent put out some feelers to some teams that might have cap space coming up, and there just wasn't a ton of interest. Uh, or maybe is that a similar number that the Grizzlies are going to offer and Brandon was just more comfortable with this team and the trajectory of it? Or he could just really like the team and the trajectory of the team and decide to take a more team-friendly deal because he wanted to be around it. He wanted to be around something special. So yeah. who knows? I, I, I kind of lean towards the last one where he feels like he's a part of a special situation and – the Grizzlies, you know, made him a promise of what they would pay him, and he was okay with it, and he wants to stick around to see where this goes. Um, yeah. And so he's a smart man. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, you know, how much is he really getting on a free market? That That's the big thing. There's there's no way he's getting, I say, north of 17, right? I, I just don't see that happening. Maybe in a couple years when the when the spike hits, yeah. But then everybody else is getting paid, and that's just kind of not that big a deal. But for four years, fifty-two million, I think it's a great deal. I think it's a, a I think it's a contract we'll look back, um, and we'll think that's that was a very well hand, handled contract from the Grizzlies, and it really puts them in a position to be guys that, um, I, I guess you could really make big trades because you have a guy that people might want, especially on a team for the con- contract like this. That say if they do have a bad contract, they could add in their bad contract with this good contract to make a good uh, make a good play. So we'll see. I, I don't know how it's going to go, but I do think that the Grizzlies have definitely made some good decision um, uh, completely because man, I, I think it's beautiful. Um, all right, so to the people that are saying this is not live, um, I don't I don't know how to tell you it's any more live than my video going out. <laughs> my dog whining at the door saying she needs to go to the bathroom. And then she's just walking away. I don't know what's happening right now. Maybe she is going <laughs> to the bathroom of the house. I don't think she does that after uh, 14 years of having her. Um, I don't think she's going to do that, but you never know. She's probably going to wake up yeah. my wife. So we're about to we're about to see two bad things happen. Either my wife comes or the dog pees on the ground. Something's happening. <laughs> no, if we're pre-recorded, I'm just going to guess tonight in the Cowboys Eagles game, um, the Eagles are going to be up 20 to three with 10 minutes left in the third quarter. Tim, and 55 Cooper seconds. Rush multiple. Oh, sorry. And Cooper Rush has thrown multiple interceptions. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll just channel that in there and you know what? Bank <laughs> on it. You should go ahead and bet all your money on it. If it's not there yet. Um, Eagles my seven. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Let's, um, 
Oh, Chris, I like that. All right, let's talk about this real quick. Um, he said, you know, this is obviously Chris with Grizzly. You're not sure if it's on the docket or not, uh, but we should go ahead and talk about it. What's our opinion? And let, I guess, you know what? Let's go with you. What's your opinion? Do you know who he's talking about? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about Dylan Brooks. Why hasn't he been extended or what's going on with that? I I just don't think he'll be with the team. Um, I could see that the only way he's signed is if it's like a sign and trade. Um, I really don't think there is a intention for a long-term future with him with the Grizzlies. Um, now, could that be more than a year from now? Sure. Uh, but I think it all the signals that there is eventually some sort of sign and trade um, because the Grizzlies are smart. I don't think this is not the front office who's going to let him go for nothing. Even if his return is maybe minimal, uh, maybe nothing more than like salary cap stuff. Now I haven't, I haven't looked at what the, you know, what their, like how, how their salary cap looks for the next upcoming season or next couple seasons. Um, So I don't know off the top of my head, but I just, I don't see a path with Desmond Bain coming up. I know they exercise his option, but um, I just don't see a path where Dylan Brooks is still around with another three to four year deal. Um, so I only thing I can assume is a trade or some sort of sign and trade for somebody, but I'm not sure if there's a lot of appetite around the NBA to trade for Dylan Brooks. Okay. Um, well, just kind of looking at this, and it's so funny, like Danny Green is an unrestricted free agent next year. Obviously, we don't know what that entails with him this year. So realistically, Dylan Brooks is the only player that is not under contract for next year. Danny Green, like I said, that is on this team right now. He is the only one. And he's making $11.4 million. Okay, so it's not like it's a crazy amount, but it is the fifth most on the team. And so next year, you're going to obviously have Jaws contract kind of come into play and he'll be the highest paid. But you're going to have Steven Adams after this season making 12 and a half. And then as, as we saw, you know, we have four years, 52 million for uh, Brandon Clark going forward. Obviously, you're going to have Bain near the 25 to 30 just for the way people are about to get paid um, and what Jordan Poole just made. I'm just, man, I I just, I don't know why they would bring him back. And I don't know why they would extend him in any way. It just doesn't make sense to me. uh, Why in the world they would go ahead and bring Dylan Brooks back. So um, I just, I I just don't see, I don't see anything that only any reason that they would. And I don't know if you, have you seen a lot of the games so far in the preseason? I saw most of them. I didn't see the last one with the Pistons. I know that after that, we praise Dylan for seemingly to fit into a perceived possible role. He has been nothing but dog <laughs> since yeah. dog crap uh, since we said that. Um, now that could be just shots not going in. Like shots going in obviously makes things look better. But when you're going two for thirteen and it's a steady diet of you know mid range pull ups where you have no airspace at all between a defender. 
those just look bad, right? Yep. The the optics of it are not a great look. Um, so yeah, like I think all of the young guys and the rotational pieces being signed this early is a sign that if Dylan wants to be back, it's going to have to be on a Brandon Clark team friendly deal like that. And he's probably not going to want that, right? Unless he thinks that he's just going to be out of the league. If he doesn't sign with the Grizzlies, he probably thinks he's worth more than that. We've said that before. And I just don't think the Grizzlies are going to give him anything more than what he got last time. Right. So I think if he wants to be a part of the team going forward, there's probably a hard line where you're going to have to take something like Brandon Clark took. And then there's also the cause and effect of that. If he's like, has no other options and stays in Memphis on a Brandon Clark type deal, is there a potential for a huge locker room distraction with that? Um, So I think that's the biggest thing is the locker room distraction with that is if guys feel underpaid in the NBA, right? Like we see right. lesser people try to force trades and be a problem for teams. And I don't think Dylan Brooks will get like that. Like he seems like a professional. Um, so I'm not saying he would be an active distraction, but I, I think they would let it go to avoid a potential distraction in the future. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, I think distraction is the biggest, biggest thing, uh, because I think that he is the player that like he can be so good, but the problem is he goes to the other extreme and can be so bad. And that's what scares the fan base. And I think that's really what uh, makes him so polarizing is Dylan Brooks is a great player when he can figure out his lane and stay in his lane and be a pest defensively, similar to like a Tony, Tony Allen. And I hate it. Tony Allen. I hate it. Tony Allen. Right. <laughs> Hated him with a passion blowing oh. layups. Just, it, it was just, it was disgusting. <laughs> the last few years when he was here, he kind of found his role and decided to say, Hey, I'm going to be the all defensive player. That's who I'm going to be. I know I suck at offense. And I know he had to have a chance, but eventually he became lovable, right? But in the very beginning, Tony Allen was not so lovable either. Like he couldn't get time on the floor as much either until he became the the grandfather. But the same thing with Dylan Brooks is he's going to have to find a role. And I like Dylan if he's going to let the offense come to him. I just don't know if he's going to be able to allow that. How much is that going to change within himself does that make him the same player? Like, that's the thing is when you take, when you have to change somebody's style of game, that doesn't make them the same player. They have to figure out, you know, the roller coaster of, all right, well, I'm doing too much again. All right, I'm not doing enough now. All right, I'm playing good defense, but now they want me to do this. Like, you, like, he's probably so lost right now. And a little betting advice stay away from Dylan Brooks <laughs> in the first month. I don't care if he comes out opening night and hits four three-pointers. Stay away because the next night he could hit zero, and that's literally (laughs) how he goes. Uh, But is there anything with Dylan that you see, um, I guess, any more on that before we move into kind of some things we want to talk about to end the show? Yeah, I think you hit that right on the head, right? Like I think Dylan is a rhythm basketball player. Like he's not a stand-and-still shooter. 
Like that's just not his game. Um, He is a guy who needs to create, maybe see a couple tough baskets fall. Like he's got to get himself going and that takes volume. Um, And with this team, we don't really want him to take volume, right? Um, We want jaw and Bain to take the volume. And so ultimately the fit just changes. Like this is the Russell Westbrook syndrome, not to say Dylan Brooks is the same guy as Russell Westbrook, right? right? Like, but all of a sudden Westbrook goes to the Lakers and it's like, here, fit this role. You're going Mm -hmm. to be off ball. You can shoot. And Russell Westbrook can't shoot. Right. Right. And now he's kind of pigeonholed into the specific role that the Lakers are wanting to be to complement LeBron and AD. He's just never been that role in his life. Not saying Dylan's the same guy has this had the same kind of role like Dylan wasn't averaging 30 points a game, you know, triple doubles for an entire season. Um, But it's by extension, there's correlation, I think, there. And so it's hard to ask Dylan to be efficient as a basketball player on the Grizzlies, because he is a, like, he's a make or miss guy. Like that's yeah. basketball in essence, right? Make or miss league. We hear that all the time. Um, and he needs a lot of misses to get some makes. And that's the thing is the yep. volume. And we don't want the volume to be there. Right. And when he does get the volume and it's not going in, then that's when I think everybody starts freaking out. I think he's a fine player. Like he doesn't hurt me at all. Um, I think it's more so the, the shot selection that people get, like they pull their hair out at yeah. the fadeaways from the elbow. Like that just don't make sense when there's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, but that's just the type of player he is. Yeah. Uh, I, I think honestly for the Grizzlies to be the the best version of themselves, they need to have another shot creator. Now, mm-hmm. is that Dylan Brooks? Yes. Is it But Desmond Bain? I think Desmond Bain's trying to get to there, right? That's why he's been working on his handle. That's why he's working on his dribble drive. Uh, and that's really why he's trying and probably is now. He's probably solidified himself as the number two in Memphis. And that's why they're trying to uh, find a space that fits for Dylan Brooks. Uh, because I think that makes the most sense. But for them to, for the Grizzlies to be their best version, they need to have another shot creator and somebody who can really be, um, you know, help them. And when Jaw's not on the on the court, or you know, really when when everybody's relying on Jaw and kind of focusing their defense in on them completely. So um, we're going to go ahead and get into some betting things that we want to uh, to cover. Uh, but since we're going to go ahead and uh, keep talking about being the best version of yourself. Uh, make sure you go check out Zach Jaworski State Farm. Um, they are very good, and they will make sure that you have a very good quote and a quote that is reasonable. Uh, they're not going to take advantage of you. They're a very good company. They're family-owned, not State Farm, obviously. But Zach Jaworski State Farm is a good guy, somebody I trust. Um, if you're looking for insurance, uh, whether it's boat insurance, whether it's house, car whether it's uh, you're going on a vacation and somehow you screwed up the rental house, Ryan, (laughs) you might need some help with insurance. Uh, Zach will be your call. Call him at 901-459-4227. You can reach him at ZachInsuresMemphis.com. That's Z-A-C-H, ZachInsuresMemphis.com. They have uh, locations out in East Memphis and Carrierville. Um, And so he's usually back and forth. So if you hop into the office, 
uh, you can let them know that the Grizz Down One show sent you. All right. Let's get into our last thing. This would be a fun thing. Uh, if you have anything in the chat, uh, feel free to throw it in here. We're going to just pretty much just brainstorm a lot of players that we're going to be looking at within the Grizzlies. And to kind of preface this a little bit, every day of the game, uh, the Grizz Lead account, which is uh, we're part of the Lead Sports Media, which we're a part of Grizz Lead. Um, if you want to go follow them, obviously, that'd be lovely. Uh, we're about to take off bigger and better than we ever have. Uh, so go ahead and get on board now. You can follow us at Grizz underscore lead. Uh, but we're going to be putting out every uh, game day four guys to watch out for. And they could be Grizzlies players. They could be the opponent. Uh, most of the time, it's going to be a good mix of a couple Grizzlies and then maybe the opponent players. And these are going to be mainly things and, and stats we're looking at. Um, if you're a betting person, you can go with over five and a half rebounds, over 17 and a half points, uh, stuff like that. So uh, we're going to be talking through some guys that we're going to be looking at, some favorites that you're going to be focusing on early. There are no lines out, so there are there's nothing that we can actually go oh, for um, at the moment because they have nothing out. I'd say probably maybe Monday when this comes out, when people are listening to this on the podcast – uh, Monday, you probably could actually have some lines already out. And so we apologize. We'll try to put them out. Uh, if you have questions for us, you can hit us up uh, personal uh, Twitter accounts, uh, or you could just go ahead and reach us at Grizzly to be more than happy to answer uh, for you as well. Uh, but is there anybody that you're looking for, Ryan? Uh, first game, soon as the line comes out, what do you, who's the first player you're going to find? Uh, it's obviously John Morant points. Um, and I did not prepare for this at all. Uh, so this is all stuff that I've been kind of backlogging myself in my uh, spreadsheet to kind of be on the lookout for. Uh, but I think points last year job, most of the season would fluctuate between 26 and a half to 28 and a half. Um, if a line, if they drop a line, that's a soft line, 27 and a half, 28 and a half, I'm going over immediately uh, because I think Jaw is going to have 34 to 36 points. Game one against the Knicks. Now, I know it's Mitchell Robinson. I haven't looked how, you know, Mitchell Robinson does against Jaw uh, because he is a rim protector and has looked pretty good in preseason and some of the games I've seen the Knicks play. Um, but Jaw has been saying, you know, kind of, you'll see. Like, everybody's asking him what you got, like, what have you added, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you'll see. I guess you'll find yeah. out. So, I'm just going to blindly trust that confidence and I expect him to hit the ground running in game one. So I'll be interested. Maybe, you know, sports books kind of see that bump and maybe they put at 29 and a half to be fun. Um, But I'm taking anything 28 and a half and under immediately. I like, I'm just not waiting. Yeah. So last year in the two games that they played, Jaw scored 23 points at New York and he scored 37 at home. Um, I'm showing a line of 24 and a half. I don't know why. I don't know if there's, if they're getting this. Well, so I have, so I have a, uh, I have a thing I follow. um, And so it's a props.cash. If anybody wants to go check it out, feel free. Um, Hit us up. You can go, we can go ahead and send you a referral over there. Uh, probably get some kind of a deal, especially your first month. Uh, but props.cash is showing 
Uh, 24 and a half would be the line for him at minus 110. I think it's a made up line. I don't, I don't think it makes sense. It's probably just an average off of last year. Uh, he because 27 points last year. 27.4 points. Yeah. So I don't see why it would be less than 27 points. Yeah. I just, I think all these books are, most of them are going to take just what they averaged last year. They might bump it a half point or two. Um, you're obviously not going to get an even number, but I personally expected to be at 28 and a half. That's mm. why I'm just saying it now is what I expected to be at. Um, and anything, if it's 24 and a half opening, I'm, I'm going to send you a dime to bet for me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're a gambler, you know what a dime means. <laughs> um, so one guy I'm looking at betting on is uh, Steven Adams on the rebounds. Uh, there's no Jaron Jackson Jr., obviously. And there's it's, it's really conservative effort, in my opinion. But I think Steven Adams has a bigger role on this team in the first, I'd say, you know, 20 games. And that includes when Jaron comes back. So a guy that I'm looking at is if it's, if it's no more than nine and a half, I'm hammering Steven Adams because I think 10 rebounds is a guarantee. And I 100% will make sure that if I do see that he has a double-double of like plus 250, I'm probably going to throw some money on that as well because that's something I'm looking at because I don't know if, if he's going to be the one that scores. But what I like is a guy like Mitchell Robinson. People are, you know, you're usually worried about him. But what I look at is how can my guy stay on the floor? And my guy stays on the floor because the other team has another big guy. So I'm yeah. looking to match our big guys and make sure that my guy can stay on the floor if he has like a position such as center, right? Yeah. And so if you're a big, you want to make sure that the other team can't go small and kind of play them off the court a la, you know, Rudy Gobert in a sense. Yeah. Um, and so you got to make sure that you have somebody on the other side. So um, what else are you looking for? Yeah, I like that one because Mitchell Robinson's not stretch big. You know, he's going to roll. Um, and then um, Jalen Brunson is a guy who likes to attack mid-range, right? So a lot of potential for soft, short misses around the rim. So I like that. Uh, another one I'm interested by is what and if books will price Santee on anything because he is an unknown. Um, it would not surprise me to not see any lines for Santi Aldama. Yeah. Uh, but if it is, they'll be really soft because they don't know what to expect. Now, I would expect them to put a three-point line if it if there is one, which I do not expect there to be one. Um, my assumption would be one and a half. And if it is, I'm probably going to play under. Um, but the caveat to that is what you think Tom, uh, Tom Thibodeau is going to do with like, is he just going to leave Santi alone? Um, and I think Santi has looked good enough in preseason where he knows that he just can't leave him alone. So that is, I'll probably make that decision game time based on if there is a line for him. Um, but besides that, I'm also very interested in John Moran assists because um, last year he averaged, what, a little over six, maybe close to seven. I would assume the line will be right at six and a half. I he averaged think it was, uh, 7.2. 7.2. Okay. A little off. 
I would assume it's at six and a half. I wouldn't think it would be seven and a half. It might be, um, but I might take the over on that one as well. Like I'm just all everything over for Ja Brandt. I'm taking. Um, yeah. So points and assists for sure for Ja. Um, Desmond, obviously I'll be interested by his three-pointers. I know he hasn't shot them well in preseason. So I'm thinking the line might be two and a half. Mm. Um, I mean, the only reason I say that because there's early lines out on FanDuel for, I didn't check the other books, so maybe it might be on the other ones, but the major ones anyways. But Steph Curry's opening is four and a half. So I certainly don't expect Desmond Bain to be getting that kind of respect with like a three and a half um, in game one. So um, I'm kind of looking at two and a half is what my, what I'm hoping for. I'll probably take the over on that. Um, and I'm also going to be interested in Bain's points last year started real low. And then we know it shot up to like anywhere from 17 and a half to 19 and a half, basically the rest of the season. So I'll be interested to see if it'll be 18 and a half or will they give him a little bump too for a, you know, another year of progression, quote unquote. Um, and if he'll be 19 and a half or 20 and a half even. Yeah. Um, I, I think that two and a half seems fair. That's kind of where he was, you know, in the entire season. And if, and, and something to watch out for. Um, and I know that we don't want to get too deep into betting at all. And I don't want to spend too much time on here. We're about to get out of here soon, but, um, if you have questions, feel free to ask us. I'll be more than happy to answer questions. Um, if, if we become the, the Memphis you know, betting central, in my opinion, mm. I think we, um, I think we'll be more knowledgeable than probably majority of the people in Memphis, uh, especially Grizzlies related. Um, and I don't say that because I'm a dick. I say that because we put in a lot of work. Okay. <laughs> a ton of and work. Also, we will also admit when we're not sure, which of yeah. most people who admit that will not say that they just pretend that they're the authority on that kind of mm. thing. So yes. um, we will also admit when we don't know or if we're wrong about something. So yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you don't feel like that, we yeah. just think everyone else is idiots. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I agree. There's yeah. a lot of smart people out there. I have not seen a ton of Memphis-related content, especially surrounding the Grizzlies with betting and gambling and sports betting, whatever, in general. Uh, we do run Bet the Lead. Uh, so if you want to go check us out over there at Bet the Lead uh, on Twitter, uh, we do a lot of stuff during the NBA season. We don't do as much during other sports, even though I have some stuff going on over there. Um, but uh, one player, and the last player I'm going to hit on, and you can feel free to hit anybody else you got, but uh, the other guy I'm going to look for is John Conchar and rebounds. He's going to have rebounds, 100%. And he's going to play 20 minutes. Like We've seen him play roughly 16-ish minutes a game. He's going to play 20 and he's going to come in at a certain time and get those boards, and it's going to be two or three at a time. He's going to gobble up two or three at a time, and then eventually he's going to end the game with like eight. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee they're going to put this line at like five and a half or six and a half, and I'm going Jeez. to hammer it. There's no way. <laughs> Do you see any world so where, where they see that John Carnchar is going to have a, re, a rebound total of six and a half or higher? No. I mean, or above six and a half. I don't even know if they're going to list him. So, uh, okay, a little bit about that, a little training. So um, last year I bet on Brandon Clark a lot when he got hot. He got to the point where I think he was rolling. Uh, it's like a 10-game stretch where he was just doing double-doubles left and right. So they only do the starters 
right when they release the other, you know, bets, whatever. Everybody's player props, mostly the starters. Somebody that's consistent, like a Tyus Jones, they might put him in there and bulk him in with the starters because he's playing 25 or so minutes. You're going to get lines for bench players, but they're going to come in an hour before game time. So if the game is at 7 o'clock, I think it is on Wednesday night, you can bet between 5.30 Central and 6 o'clock Central, you're going to see the lines released for the for the backups. And at that point, I will make sure that I look at John Conchar. And if it is 6.5 or less, I am hammering it. And the lower it is, the more I'm hammering it because he's going to have seven or more rebounds and he'll probably end up with a double-double. Yeah, I uh, not to keep spamming, I'm not sponsored by anybody, but um, I do like Vandal Live Lines with props. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's other books that do that. DraftKings um, does. And okay. MGM's well, trying, but they, ha- they, don't, they just have live game lines. They haven't really gotten to the prop stuff just yet. Okay, I won't give my DraftKings thoughts. But anyways, um, I, so <laughs> I, I like live lines on the props. And I'll tell you another one that I really am interested by is if there's going to be a Julius Randle turnovers line um, because mm. Julius Randle is probably going to be matched up against Santee, right? Yeah. And obviously he's going to try to go one-on-one and he's going to try to torch Santi. And I could see him having multiple turnovers in this game just because of the help defense and he tries to pass out of it, you know, or he underrates Santi's length and just a, def- a deflection or a tip pass or something. So I could see, I'd be interested if there's a Julius Randall turnovers line and what it would be. Um, if I had to guess, it's, it's obviously at least a half. It might even be one and a half. Um, for his turnovers? Possibly. Nah, it'll sure. probably be like two and a half. He <sighs> averaged 3.4 on the year. Okay. So maybe it will be higher. I hope not. Two and a half. I probably won't play it. But he, if, so a little advice. <laughs> that's where I go cleared, to live. That's he cleared, exactly. He cleared two and a half, 72% of the games last year. Okay. Yeah. Now you have to factor in Jalen Brunson, right? Because the Knicks Correct. did have a down year. And Jalen Brunson is going to handle the ball the ball a lot more, right? right? So he shouldn't be stuck in those situations. But like we talked about with Dylan, old habits die hard, man. And when Julius Randle gets ISO'd and has Santi on an island, he's going to try to take him. And he's going to dribble head first into traffic and into trouble. So yeah. I'm interested if it's going to be a line and what it will be. But that's one I've got on my radar too. Yep. Uh, we'll definitely have some uh... – some kind of the Knicks on there and we are going to be live on Wednesday. Uh, so I've already talked with uh, Nathan and we're going to make sure that we have our regular live stream. Uh, we're going to start having that the day of the game. If they play a Wednesday or Thursday, as long as both of our schedules align properly, uh, we'll make sure that we have um, our live show then. So it'll be 11 o'clock on Wednesday. Go ahead and mark your calendars down. If you're at work or whatever, you can catch us on YouTube. Uh, we'll definitely be live. Uh, pull up Twitter. We're going to be live on Twitter as well. Um, you can even go to Facebook. We have Facebook over there. We are live as well. So um, anywhere that you pretty much can find us that we're streaming on, we're going to be live 11 o'clock on Wednesday as long as something crazy doesn't happen. Uh, obviously, we have other jobs, and so life happens uh, sometimes for sure. But uh, we'll definitely be 
having some fun. We'll be making some money. I don't know what time I'm going to put out our big fancy looking thing yet. Um, I've made one. It looks okay. It looks all right. <laughs> I've sent it off officially to my guy that does our artwork. Um, and he is going to see what he can do. He said he'd get it to me tonight, actually. So uh, supposedly I'll be getting it back. Um, another better looking like render. Uh, of it and so i think it'll be a, a look really good i'll be able to add all the guys in there and we'll be able to add some stats in there and stuff to watch out for so uh, we won't give you exactly what plays like to make we're just going to say hey these these are the four that we're looking at um and then go ahead and do your own research and if you just want to blind bet them you know i trust myself because i'll be betting them so feel free to bet them as well um anything else you have ryan no i don't very excited for wednesday um, and for the actual tip-off on Tuesday for the NBA season. Starts, what, eight months of pure bliss, basically? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's coming. It's coming fast. <laughs> and you know what? What scares me is betting on NBA. I, uh, man, it is sometimes <laughs> so easy and sometimes the toughest, the absolute toughest. But you know what? We're going to have fun. We're going to do a good job. We're going to zero in more on the Grizzlies this year with betting, but also kind of bringing you more content. Uh, we're looking at possibly doing post-game shows that are you know live streamed. Um, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if it'll ever be consistent, but we're, we're talking about it behind the scenes. Uh, if that's something that you want to see. I know there are some Twitter spaces that do that, uh, but people have asked us to actually do that. And they think it'd be a good idea to come on here and do a live stream. Uh, after the game, whether it be 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever. Um, but we'll see. Uh, you know what's cool, Ryan? What? Cowboys are only down three. I saw that. Should we just keep going? Like, <laughs> I, I barely paid attention to it, and we're coming back. I, I'm sitting on – You're welcome. Uh, I'm sitting on two tickets, one at 14.5, plus 14.5, and, uh, and one at plus 17.5. Okay. I'm feeling okay at the moment. I even have a Cowboys money line at plus 1,000. It was like 10 bucks. I'll throw some $10 on that. So yeah. <laughs> just keep on coming back. That's all I need. All right. That's all we got. Let's have a great week. I am jazzed up. I've been off all week. I don't know. You're somewhere else. I don't even know yeah. where you are. You're on vacation. When are you coming back? Tomorrow. We'll oh, be back in oh. town tomorrow. Yeah, whatever. That's all right. Yeah. Anyway, he's on vacation. I had a staycation. I paid for a tree to be taken out of my yard. That was uh, our fall break uh, fund. And so uh, we stayed home. We had a lot of yeah. fun. Went to parks and libraries. Yeah, a lot of... Wasn't that fun? My daughter learned how to play chess. Do you know how to play chess? I do, yeah. Okay, well, I taught my uh, six-year-old daughter how to play chess. And yeah. then, surprisingly, my wife was sitting there magically learned how to play chess while I was trying to teach her. She stepped in and I have not won a game against her yet. There you go. So I, I thought I was good. I am not, obviously. She kicked my butt many a time. Yeah. yeah, she's hustling me. She says she doesn't know <laughs> how to play. Okay. All right. We're going to get out of here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, enjoy the Cowboys game. Hopefully they win. Uh, just know that if you're listening to this after and they didn't win, I'm, I'm crying myself to sleep. Uh, but make sure you check out our free basketball podcast. Uh, you can catch us on the Leeds Podcast Network. Ryan is the host of that. We're going to be going over our top five teams uh, overall. So we talk about all of uh, NBA basketball. We're also going to hit them some smash and pass. 
So teams Ooh. that we like, is that right? No, con no context, just <laughs> yeah, no smash context. and pass. <laughs> uh, what are we? What are we smashing and passing on, Ryan? League pass, league pass Another team. team That's league what we're doing. Yeah. Um, all right. The Grizz. Oh yes. That's. I'm the same way. DC. Yeah. If you're losing superstition, like at this point, do I even finish? Do I, I'm just gonna. <laughs> you're gonna see me watch the game as we live stream, and I'll just edit the audio out later. Just go chop uh, some of that tree. Chop, cut down. So you can listen, uh, firewood. They, they left me enough of it. They left me enough of it to uh, to be good firewood. It was an oak, so it's uh, it'll burn good. Um, but anyway, all right, I'm getting out of here. We have plenty of stuff to do. We have we have to record another podcast if you're watching live. Uh, but if you are on the if you're listening to the podcast, thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, you've made our podcast. Uh, go crazy this past year, and I can only expect it to go even bigger. You've got us a, a, an effing, uh, I guess, sponsorship. Like it, that shouldn't have happened, but it did. Let's get out of here. It is opening week. Let's have a great one. Be nice and tell your friends.